This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. At 4.05 this morning, uh, companies responded to Philadelphia Energy Solutions to, for a report of an explosion. Once companies get on scene, they, uh, they discover a, a, a vet burning inside the facility. Uh, PES Fire Brigade was already on scene and they were initiating uh, uh, movement to isolate the product and to uh, begin cooling down operations as they began to isolate the, uh, the fire. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Everybody tuning in and listening to the live broadcast of Saturday Night Live, J. Doc, with Philly Labor as we come to the Delaware Valley on this Saturday night. Stop and listen intently to the content and to this program tonight. 30,000 jobs, billions of dollars at stake. Joe, the last month has been incredible. Um, it seems like we're always putting out, we're, we're, lately we've been just putting out fires, and, and I'm not, there's no pun intended. It's a very serious situation that could affect thousands of jobs, not only at the refinery, but uh, throughout the Delaware Valley and beyond. And um, we have uh, the Philadelphia uh, business, the, the business manager of the Philadelphia Building Trades, John Doherty, on the line who supported uh, the workers down at the refinery and the situation. John, welcome to the show. Hello, Joe. It's, it's it's great to have you. I'm, by the way, miss I'm you, Doc. Miss you in studio. Nice to have you back, we, sir. We, 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 Ralphie, what do you miss me, or do you miss the buffalo chicken uh, pizza, uh, or the Germany's uh, lemon uh, uh, or or some of the hoagies I used to bring? We, oh, we, I think it's the food. Huh? We miss them. We miss them all, John. And and I'm actually we did try. We did uh, for to be in full disclosure. We did try to carry it on, but we just couldn't walk in the shoes, man. We just couldn't well, do it. I'll be back, and when I come, I'll bring South Philly's best with me. Don't worry, I'll bring, like, like I told you, anything from the seafood to... The what cookies. about the cannolis, John? The cannolis from Terminis. The cannolis are coming, don't worry, I'll bring them all. Well, I'm in, I'm, I'm in your seat right now, but it says on the seat, Krause has it, just temporary. So, <laughs> yeah. you know the seat's always available, and, you know, we love you. And, and uh, we know that this situation that's going on is, is near and dear to you. Um, you obviously a big supporter. Um, if you would, John, give us give us your uh, insight on the situation. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a different twist, and I'm gonna start off by taking you you know uh, off the block for a minute. You know, people underestimate the efforts of working people in Philadelphia, and they severely underestimate the Philadelphia building trades on a day in and day out basis. We have some of the best and the brightest who put their money and their membership, okay, in front on every issue. So I am not sold yet that the refinery will close. Okay? I've had meetings at the top level. We have meetings with some of our local, okay, officials, including the mayor on Monday. We have meetings with some very, okay, significant Washington, D.C. players on Tuesday. 
There's a series of investment meetings Wednesday and Thursday, and we will do everything in our power to keep that open. Now, people, and I live in South Philly, okay? I, my brother Kevin and myself slept 100 feet from publicers growing up, and we heard the same thing every year, how bad it was for us. You know, my dad's 85 and was with me today. He breathed, he breathed that air for years, okay? Every one of our family members, you know, thank God, are still there, and they lived right there. So this, you know, I understand the environmental impact, but I also understand the economic impact. And the same people are out there, and even some of our newer recently elected amateurs are making comments without checking with any of the facts and figures. Now, if I would have listened to all the people, and I was at the forefront before most of our powerful players, okay, in Harrisburg and D.C., to dredge the river. Okay, we were told, no, no, be careful. You're going to get some people who are going to be worried about the frogs. I'm worried about the frogs, too. Okay, but I'm worried about the thousand members of the IOA who lived around the corner from me. Okay, and sent their kids to Our Lady of Mount Carmel and Sacred Heart. And kept BLM and all the boys clubs and the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts alive. Okay, so them jobs are not only back, but they're back with vengeance. Okay, if I would have listened to the people that said, oh, my God, we can't put a casino. Okay, we can't put a casino in South Philly because people are going to lose their hard-earned money. People who want to gamble are going to find places to gamble. Okay, we fought the tides. They're going to build that place. Not only are they going to build that casino, we're in the process of it, but now they're going to put a gaming center, you know, a, a boutique hotel, you know, a, a, an unbelievably smart, you know, uh, building there. There's about $400 more million worth of economic development because we didn't take the naysayers. Okay, I can go on and on. The convention center, oh, it's dead. The labor unions killed it. No, no. The labor unions brought it back. We're about nine hotels short. We're sold out for the next uh, 10 years, and we're going to extend the agreement by five years. Real short, we actually signed the documents. We have a press release to say that Philadelphia is, if not the number one, hospitality destination in the country, it's most definitely the number one on the East Coast. So all these naysayers who underestimate or people who want a political soundbite, you know, we got about four people who think that they're uh, AOC, the congresswoman out of New York. They ought to really walk around their neighborhood and see who they represent. So from a refinery perspective, uh, we're going to do everything we can do to keep it open. Now, the people who think that you're going to put a soccer field there, are out of their mind. Okay? If PES goes Chapter 7 or Chapter 9 or Chapter 11, that'll be tied up for decades. Then it'll be a toxic, open-ended site that affects not only the surrounding community, but since this thing's going to stay dormant for decades, okay, it will then spread to the neighborhoods below that, eventually that, below so that will not happen. All you have to do is take a look at where the Ritz-Carlton sits. When we had that fire, they had the tragedy there, okay, where we lost first responders. Okay? It was decades before we put that building up there. And I know. I was in the middle of that also, okay, when that was resolved. So if we think that we're just going to pop containers down, we're going to put a slab of concrete and move the port there, or we're going to tar a few things and put some extra airplanes there, 
where we're going to put a soccer field and play kids. I would strongly recommend against anybody I know having their kids play soccer there. Okay? So I just want to let you know, what that is made for is to continue in an efficient way, okay, to create over 40% of the heating oil for the whole Northeast comes out of it down there. And all them other places, like Marcus Hook, where the Philadelphia Building Trades, okay, at Marcus Hook, just finished the last job with 7.2 million hours of work. 7.2, just the last job. We had thousands of guys working there. There were districts and surrounding areas making tons of tax money off of that. Just so you know, we did the job, and we have a, we have a rating. And there's usually about a 5 to 7% rating on union jobs. It's usually around 15% on non-union jobs or higher. Okay? And that's what you have to go back and basically touch up the welds and things like that. Okay? We finished that job with a point three. So basically we did a 99.7 perfect job. So we not only brought it in on time, we not only brought it in without any real recordables, and we did it almost a perfect installation. That's what you get when you use craftspeople from the area. That's what they had there. Now, that fire, okay, was a tragedy. Thank God, okay, that nothing happened to anybody. And the people from the steel workers and that woman who was up in the war room, okay, she is a hero. And she's also a member of a union. So that's the product we expect. And I think that everybody in this region, okay, has to pay attention and realize that there's tremendous possibilities there. Okay? If you take a look, there's a lot of safe ways to do business. There's biofuel things coming there. There's all kind of, okay, renewable energies, safe ways to do business. That was, like I said, something that no one expected. And you can imagine, the minute I heard that, I thought the worst. You know, I was on my way down there. In fact, we were down there real quick. And I just want to let the people know that I live in that neighborhood. My family lives in that neighborhood. My 85-year-old dad, who I spent today with, lives in that neighborhood. I love my dad. I would not put something there that I thought was unsafe for my family. But I also know the economy we live in today and the fact that we need the legislature to give us living wages. Come on. That's what you get when you join a union. You know, the Philadelphia Building Trades, you know, my guys got pensions. They got health care. We just don't, we have multiple pensions. Okay, we don't have to negotiate away a pension. We have personal choice health care. Okay, the best that's offered. Okay, we get a decent living wage. Okay, so that we're able to take care of not only us, but our neighbor's kids when we decide to take them down ashore with us. Okay, so this nonsense. Okay, oh, we'll do away with this. With these quick bites. You know, with social media, you know, it's crazy these days. You know, somebody says a sound bite. And, and, and all of a sudden, the whole world, they take three lines out of it. Nobody knows that better than me. And John, real, I, and, and one of the amazing things is, and, and we have Ryan O'Callaghan and Mike Giacquindo from the United Steelworkers in, in, in the house with us, is um, there's only, it, it was only one unit out of 30-some that was actually damaged. So there's all kinds of, you know, rumors going around. Like, you know, I came in thinking that a large portion of, of, of the refinery was gone, and it's one area that is, is, is you know, the, it, the place could be run easily without even, you know, without utilizing that particular area. Yeah, Joe, let me, let me tell you. Ryan, he'll, he'll explain to you the specifics. 
Them guys did a great job. Okay, the building trades craftspeople that are down there, the John Bland and the foil makers, Jimmy Stell and, and the, the steam fitters, Local 420. Them guys do fabulous work. Their guys have been there forever. They're contractors, J.J. White, Neuter. They're the best in the business. Hey, when I tell you the best in the business, Ryan will tell you, I called them, I met with the people there. Okay, I met with Mark Smith and the head. And when I met with them, I said to them, okay, look, I had some real concerns. I put it in writing. Everybody saw the letter I sent around. You know, they just had $60 million in remediation. The quarter prior to that, they were making money. You know, they're saying, well, we're not making money. We have to change with the tides. The margins in this industry have been really, really good. Okay, now the financing deal might be bad, and the amount of money they take out might be extravagant. But it makes money. Okay, 29 of 30 were active two days later. They were ready to go. Like 868, I think the unit was ready to go online. Okay, they could make That's money. That's right, John. 85% of the product could come out of there. And again, 40% of all the heating oil. You don't think... You know, the guy's down at Marcus Hook, energy transfers, wants us to go away, do you? Right, if I was thinking all the same money thing. they just put there, we're good at this stuff. Ryan's guys are good at this stuff. John Bland's guys are good at this stuff. Jimmy Snell's guys are good at this stuff. We're good at this. And we're safe, and we do it, and we live there. Hey, John, so, I, know, this is Ryan. I just want to thank you for your support and your leadership in this uh, situation. Uh, we couldn't thank you enough. Well, Ryan, we got Monday. You know that. Monday we yep. got in town. Tuesday, and I'll call you with specifics. Tuesday we got in town with some Washington people who are, are people who get things done. Okay? Wednesday we have investment issues, and Thursday we have investment issues to go over. Okay? We're not turning our back here. Okay? This is not dead on arrival, like some people think. Okay? Or some people wish. I get a kick out of, you know, you got Elizabeth Fielder. She's in my neighborhood. She hasn't talked to me since she won. It's not hard to get me. I'm calling you from the gate. Everybody knows where I'm at every night. Okay? She makes a statement three weeks before that over guns and says, Oh, my God, people are scared to leave their house in the afternoon in South Lawn, in her district. I live in a district. She was in the park at Dickinson Square that afternoon with another thousand people. I said, somebody call her and asked her who, okay, who was scared to leave their house in our neighborhood? Because of I think we had a gun problem. Okay, and I'm just lucky to live in a neighborhood that hasn't been affected by it as much as some of the others. Okay, but you can't have amateur hour. You can't have these people sitting up and screaming for a soundbite so that they can run to the podium up in Harrisburg. And this is nonsense. And I'm going to tell you, eventually, we're going to get so far to the left again, okay, that we're going to have to go back in the middle. Okay, and then people are going to realize who the frauds are. And there's a lot of frauds presenting themselves as state reps right now. John Doherty joining us here uh, on Saturday Night Live with Philly Laborers. We come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Doc, as I stand here and look out over the city, um, I feel compelled to say that whenever there is an issue, whenever there is an obstacle that appears to be too difficult to overcome the one person in this city uh, that can do that can overcome the issue is you uh, are you um, comfortable with the thought that you'll be able to keep it keep it open doc uh, I, let me put it this way, Joe, and Ryan knows this, and I told Ryan and myself at a phone conversation, we will not 
stop. Well, you have to take a look. Take a look at some of the uh, social media, some of the situations. You had a gigantic refinery, okay, bought by the uh, Saudi Arabians, okay? You got people all over the place looking at this stuff. If it makes money, there's money out there. The question is we like to keep this in, in the hands of people who use the skilled workforce that almost guarantee safety, okay, that will c- create the economy in the region. You know, Ryan and his 90% of his family was a, a baseball throw from the refinery, okay? And so what we're trying to do is do it right. But at the end of the day, somebody's coming around here, okay? You can't have 40% of the oil being shipped over from a foreign country. It becomes a, it becomes a uh, safety issue. It's a, look, let me tell you, our, our U.S. senators will be concerned if we start shipping all this oil over. Look, just the other day they confiscated a ship with, what, a, a, a billion dollars worth of cocaine. And you guys don't think that's the first time that somebody tried that, do you? Right. Okay? That's the first time we caught it. Okay? So you're going to have people shipping the product that's needed. Okay? And then Ryan is able to talk about probate, propane and butane better than anyone else. And even some of the dangerous stuff there. Ryan and his people, his international have been at the forefront, okay, of trying to phase some of the more uh, dangerous product out and, and put alternate things in there, okay? And I'm all for keeping the neighborhood safe. Again, yeah, remember, I love my father to death, man. And, and I said, Joe, I don't want him living any place, you know, that's dangerous. And I got, look, I got 10, 15 people that work on staff at Local 98 live a stone's throw from that refinery, too. You know what reminds me, John, of, of you're saying uh, that uh, the best way to never forget where you came from is to never leave. And, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I say that all the time. Um, and, and uh, you know, your words are, are, are never more important. Um, and, buddy, it, it's so great to have you back on the, on the show. And, and, and thank you so much, obviously. Uh, Doc, before you, before you jump, should... Should we anticipate, if necessary, you sit down with President Trump? Hey, listen, let me tell you something. This is business, okay, and safety. Tuesday, we have a meeting with people to approach, okay, the leadership in D.C. And I don't have, and again, when it comes to jobs and it comes to this region, okay, leave my social hat outside and I bring my business hat with me. So if I have to sit down with the president or someone with around me has to do it or the people who the president assigns to it, absolutely. Doc, okay? thanks so much. I'm not, I'm, I'm not paralyzed by politics, okay? I'm in McGee here. I know what people that are really hurting. Okay, some of these clowns that are screaming out there for a sound bite, they should stop down here and take a good look at people who have problems. Being a state representative, okay, and, and being over your head is not a problem. Right. Okay, that's, 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 that's good luck fortune. But let me tell you something. We at, at the Philadelphia Building Trades with our other friends in the labor movement will not, okay, go down without giving everything we have to making sure that we produce what's needed to be produced there, create the thousands of jobs again, make sure that people make the proper money, and do things in a safe and responsible and transparent manner for this region. The mayor knows how I feel. The governor knows how I feel. Every elected official in this region knows how I feel. Remember, take a look at the convention center. Take a look at the casinos. Take a look at the dredging of the river and all the economic spinoff from that. Okay, take a look at the airport. You know we have other problems, right? You know that they're close, okay? They're close to losing thousands of jobs at Boeing. You know that the shipbuilding, 
We're down to like 18 people, okay, down at the shipbuilding. And they were, we had 600, 800 not long ago. Right. Okay. They, they were down. We did a show with them a couple of weeks ago. They're down to nine. Yeah, I know. And by the way, somebody should be on the phone call of Myers Wharf right now. They still got inventory. That was a short, that was a mistake. That was a short-sighted move we didn't take. You know, I was an advocate of doing the Myers Wharf deal. It would have cost a few more million dollars, but Governor Ridge and a few of the guys at that time, okay, decided to make a quick move. Okay, I was for the long-term move. Okay, it was a long game for me, a long vision, because we were looking at the town and people we had, and we were transitioning from the Navy Yard over to the shipbuilding end. Okay, take a look at Boeing. And if you don't think that, you know, that's only saved by politics. Okay, politics. They make the assignment of where that product goes. Even though we have a better staff, look, we might make a few more bucks up here. Okay, but it costs a few more bucks to send our kids to school, buy hamburgers and park in Philly and around Philly than it does down south in Atlanta. Okay, but that's the way it is. You know, I'm, I'm a two-streeter, will always be a two-streeter. In fact, I'm probably stupid Irish. That's why I still think we're going <laughs> to produce product in this, this environment. <laughs> Great stuff from John Doherty uh, joining us here tonight on Saturday Night Live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Doc, as we go to the commercial break, my money's on you, sir. Well done. Hey, Joe, Joe, a couple quick things. One, Sealy's paying attention to the call tonight. Awesome. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the prep probably could be the best high school football team in America this year. No doubt about that. She can throw a football. Okay. (laughs) And, And I'm going to tell you, and I expect Temple to have a decent year. We always joke about that. Wentz is the comeback player of the year, and I've never been, I think, this man. Give me an old-school manager. I'm not, I'm not an analytics guy for the Phillies. So. Well, one so more. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll Before you go, one more thing. i got a little prediction. John Doc's is going to be on, in the driver's seat here on Saturday Night Live soon enough with cannolis in hand. <laughs> <laughs> cannolis, cheesesteaks. A Rubens, you name it, I have them all. By the way, Doc, I lost about 10 pounds when I stopped getting them, but I somehow found them. I can't wait to get them back, my friend. Yeah, good stuff. I just want I just wanted to let you know, when you told me you were sitting in my chair, <laughs> I was going to say, wow, you must be really missing. There was no way <laughs> you could have fit in that chair a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know. Thank you, Doc. You're the best, man. Right, okay, good. I'll see you guys. Hey, Ryan, Johnny, Jimmy Snell, hang in there. You guys are doing a great job for your members. And if any members are listening, I want to tell you that their leadership are swinging every day, all day. Thanks, Thank, guys. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Doc. Awesome. Right, good stuff from John Doherty joining us here on Saturday Night Live. Glenn's story about running so long past that uh, opening break. Ryan O'Callaghan, President, USW Local 10-1. Mike Gioquindo, the operator from USW Local 10-1, in studio with us. Uh, Jay Doc, we'll get to a commercial break. We'll re-rack, reset, and come back on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. In the vet was butane. Butane. Like you fill your lighter, but it was butane, and this is this is from the PIO with uh, Philadelphia Energy Solutions. Um, 
It was burning inside the vet, and it's pretty much contained to that vet right now. And back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to John Doherty for jumping on awesome. uh, in the opening half hour uh, of the show. As mentioned, J. Doc, Ryan O'Callaghan, president of USW Local uh, 10-1, uh, is in studio. Mike Giaquindo, uh, who's an operator with USW Local 10-1, also uh, in studio. Absolutely. John, he was amazing. Certainly, uh, we really appreciate um, you know his support on the issue, and 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 that's just who Johnny is. Uh, before we get started, you know we have an injured workers program and we have an anti addiction program, and um, one of the things that we're we're, we're uh, supporting is the mar- medical marijuana in in uh, replacing those hard uh, drugs that that people get addicted to. And so there's a um, a shout out I want to give the Philadelphia's finest medical marijuana dispensary, Keystone Shops. Um, they're hosting a public house open house this Monday, uh, July 15th at 11 a.m. They're located at 300 Packer Avenue, just off of um, I-95 and I-76. Uh, because it's an open, it's open to the public, there's no free samples, but the grand opening uh, with medicine is Friday, July uh, 26th, and they're locally owned by great people. Uh, our shout-out and our support to them for making a difference in the community. All right, good done. That's J-Doc covering some business for us. Nice job, J-Doc. Ryan, let's get back to the story at hand. Uh, let me first get you to comment. Um, you sat uh, and listened and consumed uh, what um, uh, John Doherty had to say. You're working with them hand in hand, step in step. Let me give you the microphone. Well, obviously, uh, we're grateful for Doc's leadership. And, uh, you know, we firmly believe that it can uh, come up, especially with Doc's support. No Explain doubt about the it. magnitude, Ryan, so the listening audience gets it. I, I, I feel as though, and Mike and I were talking about this before we came on the air, I feel as though the listeners around Philadelphia don't get it. They don't understand the magnitude of what this means. There's about 30,000 workers who will be affected uh, by this refinery going down. Uh, They will lose part or all of their salary. and the output uh, to the regional economy is, you know, about 10 to $15 billion. This is a money-making machine, uh, uh, you know, in terms of revenue for the state and the city. And, no and, doubt about it. And one of the things that you, you when we were talking to Doc on the phone, he said, tw- and we talked about it before the, uh, before the show, 29 out of the 30 units are up and running. So I certainly had no idea that it was one unit. I mean, they showed that obviously it was a tragic fire. It's crazy, you know. Thank God nobody was uh, badly injured. But the point is, you would you would think that the whole place is shut down, and that's just simply not the case. It's only one area. Yeah, so the, the refinery can start right up right now. One little unit. We 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 have turnarounds all the time where units shut down, and we run the rest of the refinery. And make money all the time. It happens all the time. We call it a turnaround. Mike, um, and Mike Giaquindo, who is a, a board member, at USW ten uh, one. Um, uh, Mike, what's what's the um, sentiment of, the, of 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 your brother workers, your your brother members, and brother and sister members? We want to go to work. We we want to work. We know we can run this refinery, and we know we can make money. Ryan touched on a little bit earlier. The University of Texas did a study. For every one refinery job we lose, it affects 13 other jobs. Due to math, 30,000 jobs in this area will lose. And, and, and Mike, I've got to weigh in and ask you, uh, and Ryan, you could weigh in as well if you would like. Um, I've got to believe that this came as a total 
shock to everyone when it was announced or the realization came that they were closing the refinery. Absolutely. I heard about it on my way to work on KYW or on another, you know, they were just re- reporting that Reuters was reporting we were closing. You know, the refinery can start right now. There's no there's no reason to pull the plug right now. I, I think the uh, citizens of Philadelphia and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania should demand this starts up right now uh, because the loss of revenue to the uh, the region. Now, Ryan, I, and and correct me if I'm wrong on this. And Jay Doc, you may have an opinion as well. This shutdown would affect every single person who resides in the Delaware Valley in some way, shape, or form. Yes, and it goes beyond that. It's the whole eastern seaboard of the United States, in particular the, the Northeast, who rely on home heating oil and propane to heat their homes in the winter. What are the, what are the products that are, are impacted by at that refinery? Well, right off the top, you got gasoline, diesel, home heating oil, uh, propane, uh, all down the line. Uh, yeah, the, the, the feedstock for the Frankfurt Chemical Plant comes from the refinery. Feedstock for a plant down in the Marcus Hook comes from the refinery. So everything's going to go up. Uh, the, the, uh, and, and Mike, um, here's another misnomer. You guys are still working, right? We are still working. And, and so you have a refinery with a workforce that's still working. 29 out of the 30 units are, are up and running, okay? And at the end of the day... Um, what what's the purpose here? In other words, it's it's almost like somebody's using this as an excuse to to, what are you to, asking? to shut it down. What are you asking? You're asking yeah, why they're well, shutting it down. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. The, the the men the men and women are working. There's 29 out of the 30 units are up. One unit is down. Um, what's you know why why are they even asking about shutting this thing down? Can My, the place operate without the one unit? Absolutely. It can, and, you know, and like Mike said, we always operate with units down, and that's where you know the brothers and sisters from the building trades come in. We we have shutdowns, turnarounds, and that's where they worked over eight million man hours in uh, seven years in the refinery on those turnarounds. So we always run without units, uh, you know, online. Ryan, what is the um, Ryan O'Callaghan, who is the president of USW Local Ten One? I mean, you're at the top of the pyramid. You're fielding the calls, the questions. Um, about Governor Wolf, about Mayor Kenny, about what's going on in Washington. Uh, I know there's a lot happening. Um, how do you deal with it all? How do you keep everyone calm? Um, is everyone calm? No. The answer is no to that. No, no. The, the workforce isn't calm. There's a lot going through their minds, their families. Uh, some people may have to move to the Gulf Coast. Those discussions are being made. Yeah, with we're their talking spouse. about the jobs. I mean, what, what the? So I heard the governor. And we've always supported the governor. Let's you know be real. But but um, when I read the quote, I I saw your quote uh, after his. I think it was on Reuters. Um, he said that, that you know talking about job training, and then you mentioned a little while ago that those jobs are in Texas, man. We're in Texas, and we have to move our families to the Gulf Coast. Who wants to move? You know, where's the governor in this? Where, where, where is Governor Wolf in That's this? That's a little confusing. But you heard Doc say flat out that the governor knows where he's he's at, and so does the mayor. And 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 let's let's ask one question: if if, if this refinery goes down, which is amazing, if for one unit taking a taking a, a refinery down that has thirty units, but if, am I correct in, in, in understanding that, that the Northeast will have to rely on European refiners now? We will have to rely on European refiners for uh, refined products of gasoline, home heat and oil, diesel, and all down the line. 
the pipeline that supplies the East Coast is uh, it runs at its max every day and has for years. Uh, before our refinery started to shut down, it was running at its max. And incidentally, unfortunately, uh, there's a hurricane about to hit the Gulf Coast, and that's when that uh, pipeline oftentimes is shut down. So uh, the cost of fuel goes up, and that's every everyone is affected. That's how your your food is delivered to the store by a truck that's powered by a refined product. And your house is already are heated by the home heating oil. So if you're in the middle of the winter and you have a problem, you can't get the home heating oil to the East Coast. What happens then? So the what we're doing is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna switch the leverage to European refiners because one of our units. Uh, got shut down, and you heard Doc. We, we talk about the safety. What, t- tell us a little bit but about the situation. Uh, before we jump to that, I just want to I want to hammer home this economic impact. Not only is it that, it's the amount of dollars, tax money that funnels into the treasury. It's the amount of money that's generated. That's a big, big number that becomes an empty void. If the city of Philadelphia, and I don't uh, I don't know how much money is gen- goes into the city coffers from taxes, uh, just from the workers. We're losing, and the, tax uh, we're losing all of it. The city's going to lose it all. We estimate that last year our, our workers put about $9 million just in wage taxes to the city. Uh, that's not including all the other taxes that go in uh, from a refinery. So, so it, it's going to be huge. Let's I mean, talk about the safety issue. You heard Doc saying yeah. his family lives down there. Um, and, 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 you know, he obviously is conscious about that. Where is it after the fire? Obviously, that's a major concern for everyone. But we would not work in that oil refinery if it was unsafe. Incidentally, I grew up down the street from the refinery. My brother-in-law still lives there. My family still lives in South Philly. I'm in Ridley, six miles the other way. Our international, like Doc said, was uh, instrumental on uh, putting out a report how to handle uh, the chemicals in the refinery. And PES and its predecessor, Sunoco, took advantage of that survey and put safety measures into it specifically for that unit. So the idea that if the HF got out of the fence line and this and that, the HF wouldn't get out of the fence line because of the safety precautions that the company put in at the behest of our international. Well, why is safety even a, com- a part of a bullet point or part of a conversation right now? Just because uh, it, it, they're using that as a reason for closing? No, I don't think the company is, but I, I think that's a reason why maybe some of the politicians are sitting on the fence uh, instead of coming out in support uh, of the continuing operation of the refinery. Um, you know, with Governor Wolf's uh, comments the other day, I was as shocked as those comments as I was when I heard the refinery was shut down. It don't down. sound like Governor Wolf normally. Nah, and I, I hope he reconsiders that. Um, he's always been a strong supporter of labor, and I, I think when he kind of bears down and uh, realizes the facts here and the cost to the region, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll change his mind. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Ryan O'Callaghan, President, USW Local 10-1. Mike Giaquindo, Operator, USW Local 10-1. Along with J-Doc, I'm Joe Krause. We'll get to a commercial break. Uh, We'll continue uh, the conversation uh, with uh, Ryan and Mike back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. Um, we are working with our partners 
our OEM partners, um, EMS and Fire, we're working with uh, uh, the Gas Works, uh, Pico, um, the Coast Guard, and right now we're just supporting operations inside the, the facility. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT dealing with the uh, issue or the pending issue uh, of the refinery closing. Mike, what was the date on the potential closing you told me before, right before uh, the break? August 25th. All right, so August 25th uh, is a date. Uh, you've heard, we've heard from John Doherty. We have in studio uh, Ryan O'Callaghan and Mike Giaquindo. Uh, I'm going to uh, jump to the phones quickly. Just I've got a lot to cover, uh, but Bill Bill from Hatfield has been holding on. Bill, I'm going to bring you into the show. I can't keep you on long, sir, but all welcome right. welcome to Saturday Night Live. Hey, how you doing? Good, man. Nah, why don't you talk to some good conservatives or get it to uh, Trump? Um, all the Democrats want to do is shut everything down and destroy everything. Or at least allow them to raise the prices on us. I mean, gas prices now are going through the roof. There's no reason. I mean, diesel's the least refined of all products. You know, and with a gallon of diesel going out. Thanks for your call. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, Rye, you want to uh, yeah. give me a chance to respond? I mean, I get I get Bill's point. We've kind of referenced it. Doc referenced it as well. I mean, we've got to save the jobs. That's right, Bill. And, uh, you know, you got to vote for a, whoever's for workers, no matter what party. And, uh, you know, I think uh, calls have been made to the administration uh, over this issue, but one party allegiance, you, you got to go for who's ever for the worker. And when a politician comes to my door and, and wants to talk about this and that, I ask them how they are for labor. And that's where my vote goes. And that's where I ask my men. And, 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 and that's how it gets complicated, Bill. Uh, you know, you look at you look at the Supreme Court choices and you look at those that are supporting right to work and those um, those individuals that would put labor out of business if they could. So it complicates the issue. No question about it. So like Ryan said, support those who support us. Thanks for the call, Bill. Sorry to rush you through the dialogue. A lot to get into. Frank Keel joining us on uh, on the hotline here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Frank, a good Saturday night to you, sir. Uh, and to you too, Krause. I want to thank you and Joe for doing this issue on tonight's show. And I want to just point out, and if I'm reiterating it, forgive me, but Ryan enlightened me. There's a lot more than a thousand jobs at stake. When you factor in all the support industries that rely on that refinery for their businesses, you're talking tens of thousands of jobs that are at stake. So Ryan and Mike, I thank you guys. I thank Johnny Doc. I Doc's not throwing in the towel. And I hope the hell you guys aren't either, because we have to fight like hell to save this refinery. Thanks, Frank. Good Thank stuff. You. From, Thank you, guys. Uh, Frank, awesome, man. Frank, put the, uh, put the um, uh, address for uh, Trump uh, in, the, uh, in your ways uh, and drive down to D.C. That's the consensus from the listening audience on the board here. Get to Trump. He'll save the refinery. Uh, you heard Doc say it. He'll talk with him if that's what it takes. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff from Frank Keel joining Frank. us Thanks, here Frank. Uh, you, Frank. on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor uh, on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, Mike, uh, that date in August is not that far away. Um, it's tough to be positive. It's tough to hope. Um, do most of the workers are? Do they feel? How do they feel? Well, we feel betrayed, and but we still have hope because we know that the refinery can run and the refinery can make money. So hopefully someone looks at that and takes a shot at us because we will run it efficiently and safely. 
The, the professionalism of the workforce is evident in response to that re- fire. Um, the safety systems uh, worked. Uh, the training worked. The operators understood the training and reacted immediately. The whole refinery had to be shut down when that fire happened. And it came down, the entire refinery, and it came down safe. There were a few minor injuries, bumps and bruises, but that is the main selling point, really, is the workforce, the professionalism of that workforce. I mean, when you first see or first watched the explosion, the ability, Ryan, for you to be able to say that there were a few minor injuries right. it's, it's unbelievable. is a small miracle, a small gift from the good Lord. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But it's, there's no accident. We talked about it during the break. It's the training. It's the training. Well, I, well, We're what trained I to do our job, and we do it safely and efficiently. Look, I live in a city. If I didn't think that place was safe, I wouldn't have my family living in the city. I'd be far from there, and I wouldn't be working there. Well, it's interesting because I asked you guys during the break, was you know was was nobody working there during that during that time, um, and it, it was more than just you know praying to the good Lord and thanking the good Lord. It was you know those individuals were working while that you know when it went down. Tell us what happened. Well, when there was a vapor release, it was recognized. The call went out to start shutting down the unit, and they safely shut down the unit. And while that was going on and uh, the first responders uh, reacted to the uh, fire, uh, all the other units in the refinery had to be shut down. And with all what would look like chaos uh, wasn't chaos. It was training uh, and the safety apparatus around every unit worked. Or it could have been, I mean, obviously, you know, everything went as, you know, obviously as planned. We were able to shut down the other units in a professional manner to save a potential catastrophe. Without any any other problems or injuries. One more break to get in, Jay Doc, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We'll do that right now and come back for our closing thoughts back in a moment. Back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Ryan O'Callaghan, Mike Giaquindo in studio, J-Doc. I'm sorry that the program has reached a point where we're going to wind down uh, in six minutes, uh, but we must do more. We must keep the refinery open. Absolutely. And one thing I'd like to ask Ryan is, what can listeners do to help impact this situation? Well, we definitely need uh, politicians involved, so get in touch with your local representatives at every level. Uh, a couple of things. One, uh, to force uh, PES to sell it if they get a bid and stop playing games. If they get a bid, sell it as a refinery. Uh, they practically got it for free from Sunoco when they started. The next thing is to push these uh, elected representatives uh, to have some backbone and come out and say, yeah, we're for all those workers. Not no, uh, any kind of just transition for jobs that don't exist. The, the refinery is a uh, definitely a, a great employer. It pumps a lot of money into the region, and it should stay as a refinery. Mike, Jay Doc, I'm confused. Um, and, and, and I know Mike's going to jump so in. So am here. I, man. Uh, but, but I'm confused. Where is Governor Wolf, the head of the state, when all of this money is about to roll out of Pennsylvania? That's exactly. It's so confusing. You're going to tell me 29 out of 30 units are active, and we're we're, we're willing to lose that type of workforce, that type of that rev- tax revenues. Come on, Gov. I mean, Come it's on. just unbelievable. Talk about Mike. the revenue when people start moving their families down to the Gulf Coast. 
You know, how much money is that going to be? Go ahead, Brian. Hey, here's the thing. You know, the governor, I don't know what his political career looks like, but uh, I think he's comfortable right now. But uh, like Jim Snell from 420 said, we will remember. Uh, you know, you, you already got elected. We will remember. I mean, Mike, what, what do you want people to know about the workforce there? I want people to know that the people in that refinery care about the, the surrounding area. We work safely. There's nothing we do in that refinery that is unsafe. Everything we do, safety comes first. And at the end of the day, it wouldn't hurt for the mayor also to hear, you know, these gentlemen here and, and, and let the people around Philadelphia understand that it is a safe place. And the, and, and the fall the fallout is unprecedented. That's the confusing thing, man. I mean, why in the world? You tell me, Ryan, why in the world would you think that this that, that, that the company's doing this? I think they just want to wash their hands of refining. Um, obviously, there's insurance involved on the uh, unit, and there's also loss of business insurance. And maybe it's easier just to cash a check and hit the gate. Well, do you anticipate an offer coming from a company that would take it over? I've heard rumors of offers already happening. So, yeah, it's it's a profitable business. The cost per barrel for the uh, refinery is the lowest in the industry. And what that is is... Uh, the cost of the, of employment uh, of their workers and of upkeep of their refinery is the lowest in the industry. Mike, I want to turn to you and give you perhaps uh, an opportunity while you're live on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT uh, to use the power of the microphone and shout out to some of your colleagues or some of your other workers who um, you work with on a day-to-day basis. Perhaps perhaps they're there right now uh, working, uh, looking ahead and seeing a clock out there in August, which is coming quickly. Yeah, I'd like to give a, a shout out to the guys at 15 Pump House, the guys who are working tonight. You know, they're, they're doing their best. They're keeping this place running. And they, and they just want to continue to do a great job and, and continue working. J-Doc, I figured if you could do a shout-out, Mike can certainly do a shout-out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Joe. No, I, listen, I, I want to thank you guys for, for uh, obviously being the mouthpiece and clearing up a lot of things, Krause. I mean, you know, th- 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 there's so much fallout and, and, and downside to this thing closing with the workforce. I am hoping this. I am going to go back and listen to this broadcast, and I'm going to listen to the outline that John Doherty laid out for the upcoming week. And to me, that seems to be the next three or four days, or the first three or four days in, in this part of this upcoming week are going to be really, really, I can't say meaningful, but I can say very defined and very specific conversation. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, you know, while I got the mic, I want to thank you two guys for having us on and letting letting us get our uh, story out. And to uh, everyone out there, we're going to keep punching until there's no more punch left. We're going to keep going. And you're getting a lot of support from organized labor across the board, right? Uh, we got support from the state, AFL-CIO. We got, you know, almost every council around the state of Pennsylvania. Philadelphia Council, AFL-CIO. The, the Delco Council, all the way in the northwestern uh, part of the state has sent us letters of support. So it's building. It's good to see labor is behind, obviously, behind these, these individuals. It's such an important issue. And we're here for you, like Joe said. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. That's going to bring to a close Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Special thanks to Ryan O'Callaghan. 
President USW Local 10-1, Mike Giaquindo, USW Local 10-1 operator. Nice job, guys. Thank you for being here under tough uh, conditions. Bill from Hatfield, thanks for sharing your opinion on the hotline. Uh, and, of course, Frank Keel uh, calling in as well. Big thanks to John Doherty for kicking us off. That's going to do it for Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor. On uh, behalf of uh, Ryan, on behalf of Mike, and on behalf of J-Doc, who's in the big chair, not for long, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.